Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. Today I'm talking to James Bonsai Caruso, who's a six-time Grammy-winning mix engineer and producer, with over three decades of experience working with some of the most high-profile recording artists in the game. Bonsai, welcome to Headliner Radio. How are you, man? Greetings. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. I'm very well. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. How are you, you? Um, how 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 are you doing? Where where are you joining us from today? I'm currently in Las Vegas, Nevada. Cool, cool. Is that where you're based most of the time? Yes, here in New York. Okay, um, but okay. Mostly here these days. Good stuff. Good stuff. Have you? How have the the last sort of eight, nine, nearly ten months been for you? Have you been managing to keep busy and and stay productive and is there any, um, like, what recent projects have you had that you, that you can tell us about? Yeah, I must say, you know, during this, these challenging times over the last year, um, I've been very blessed and, and I'm extremely grateful uh, for having, you know, so much work. I've been really busy. Um, Fantastic, of, yeah. As, as you know, you know, a lot of artists are, not touring obviously so there's a lot of creative writing going on these days Mm -hmm. so lots of people are writing new material in the studio and i'm really been blessed with um you know working working remotely out of my home studio uh but uh just busy with mixing a lot of records which is great good good stuff good stuff man um, I, I mean, it, it's quite incredible some of the names you've worked with uh, over the years, Bonsai. Damien, Stephen, Marley, Chronics, Madonna, Puff Daddy, Mary J. Blige, uh, Missy Elliott, Faith Evans, Mariah Carey, Gwen Stefani, Alicia Keys. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, some insane, some insane names there, man. Is is there any? Are there any particular? Kind of fond memories that stick out for you uh, working with any of those names that I just mentioned. Oh yes, of course. I could write a thousand page yeah, book I'm about. Sure it. You could. I'm sure you could. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, many, many. Uh, oh geez, it's been it's been quite a ride. Um, yeah, yeah. But oh gosh, I don't even know where to start. The answer. I mean, I, I guess I guess a place to start would be um, your connection with Stephen Marley, uh, who mm-hmm. is obviously son of of the the late great Bob Marley. Because you guys, I know you guys formed a. Uh, collaborative musical partnership um, quite a while ago that, that continues to this day. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, Stephen and I have been working together since 1995, about oh, it's 25 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy working with Stephen. He's extremely talented, very devoted, hardworking, um, really focused on you know, getting the best results from uh, each artist and each song and each production. Yeah, yeah. He's just a wonderful guy to work with. Um, and, uh, yeah, I miss him because I haven't been traveling. He's little, He's basically, mostly based in Miami or okay, Jamaica. Okay. So I miss the traveling part. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, he's just a, a gem to work with. He's extremely talented yeah absolutely man i mean together you guys have recorded and mixed uh, a bunch of hits including um the album welcome to jam rock uh, which won two grammys uh and then obviously you mix steven's uh album itself uh and then um damien marley and, and nazi's album distant relatives which uh, i'd like to come on to uh later on in the in the chat but 
when you first started out in in music production bonsai um when was like the breakthrough moment for you like when did you realize i know i mean you know it's a bit of a loaded question having been in the game for like you know 30 years now but when was the moment when like i guess the breakthrough moment for you when you was like this is this is what i know i want to do um music production um, I'd have to say I was very young. I was probably 19 years old and I'd been working in the studio for a couple of years um, as an intern and as an assistant engineer at the time. <clears throat> and I just started, you know, just really absorbing and, you know, there was so much to learn. And I got to a point where it's like I started really understanding fully how, you know, uh, audio works in terms of getting quality recordings microphone placements um mm -hmm. which microphones to use for which applications and which you know techniques like that and then just really you know it, it comes from the heart it comes from the soul you just it's all about the song it's all about the music and just really feeling where the song wants to take itself it sort of has a life of its own you know yeah, yeah. so i'd have to say I'm probably 19 years old or 20 years old at the time Okay. Okay. And who were some of your early musical influences? I guess who were the who were you listening to around that time? Oh, as a child growing up, before I even got into the music business, as a as a kid, I was really into good songwriters, storytellers like Neil Young and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and mm. Grateful Dead, and Janis Joplin, and Jimi Hendrix, and the Who. Um, oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I was a rock and roll kid. <laughs> um, and uh, once I got into the music industry uh, in New York City in the early 1980s, you know, the drum machines just started coming out, the 808, the Roland 808, the DMX, and the Lindrum, and it, and all this electronic stuff started happening. I just, just loved the electronic, you know, at that time, it was all brand new, so to speak. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it must have it must have been um, quite an experience, kind of growing up and watching the the kind of uh, I guess the revolution of the of the music industry um, and uh, seeing seeing the technology come on how it has. Um, I mean, you've worked with a lot of reggae artists, and and the Grammys that you've won, Bonsai, have been for for mostly for reggae albums. Do you? I mean, you've just said you, you're, you know, you're originally like a you know a rock guy, um, but do you prefer working in that area of music? Do you think your sound lends itself particularly well to to reggae and that kind of side, or or is it just how things have happened, you know, over the years? Um, no, I believe I've you know through working initially with Stephen in the early in the mid '90s, yeah, and uh, and Damien and and everyone, uh, it really, I just, I don't know, I just. It just really spoke to me, and I started, you know, even prior to that, I was really studying Bob Marley's um, sound and, you know, songwriting and, you know, just his messages and everything, and I really just found myself drawn to it. And then when Stephen called, I was like, oh, my God, I got a call from Bob Marley's kid. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And, it, yeah, and it just, over the years, working with him, I just learned you know, he helped me, he guided me um, for years in terms of training my ears on to how things should sound, how the drums and snares and bass and guitars and vocals, how everything should sound and fit. And I just really dove deep into it and fell in love with it. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and now I want to play uh, for our listeners, uh, if that's all right, Bonsai, a little bit of uh, a song that you that you worked on um, from an album I mentioned earlier, actually, Distant Relatives, which is uh, Damien Marley and, and Nas' 2010 album. Um, it's actually one of my favourite albums. Um, I'm kind of fanboying a little bit here because um, I really love this record. And uh, I just want to play a little bit for our listeners of the um, first track on the album, which is As We Enter. And uh, I'll come back to you in a sec. As we enter, come the way to get one of the biggest adventure. Must be dementia that you ever thought you could touch our credentials. What's the initials? QB jam rock the lyrical official. Send out the order, laws and the rituals. Burn candles, say prayers, paint mirrors. It is truth, we big news, we hood heroes. So ask the anchor, we come to bunker. On a bad man, we not play really wanka. And I got the guns, I got the ganja. And we can blaze it up on your block if you wanna. Or haze it up, stash box in a hummer. Or you can run up and get done up. Or get something that you want none of. Unlimited amount to collect. From us, direct from us, street intellectuals And I'm shrewd about decimals And my man to speak patois And I can speak rap star, y'all feel me Even if it's in Swahili, Abadi Ghani Missouri Sana, switch up the language I move to Ghana Salute and honor, real revolution rhymers Written piranhas, like two Obamas Unfold the drum Word is out, hysteria you heard about Nas and Junior can to turn it out Body the verses till I scream murder out The kings is back, time to return the crown Who won it? Tuck your chain with dude coming Renegades that appeal your back like new hunters, bet your Jews on it You don't wanna lose on it Either move on or move on it This must have been a pretty fun project to work on, Bonzo. It really, it really was. We spent heaps of time on it, too. It really, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, what's your... I mean, it must change depending on, on what project you're working on. Um, but what's your general general approach when it comes to creative you know creative process and when it comes to collaborating with with some of these artists who have, have also got their own processes and, and their own way of doing things um other artists and producers how has your approach uh kind of i guess evolved and, and changed over the years yeah i've just really learned to be a really good listener to really listen to ideas, to uh, be open to experimenting with parts, um, whether it's lyrical or you know rhythm parts, um, just being open to ideas uh, in terms of collaboration and 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 knowing what to offer and when to offer it. You know what I mean in terms of yeah, let's yeah, yeah. try you know let's try this or how about we try that. You know what I mean. And just yeah, and letting the song and uh, take shape and being part of it, and but but not interfering in a way, but just you know doing everything you can to elevate it to make it the best it can be. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Now, what's your um, what's your studio? Because I know you're in your studio at the moment, uh, but what's your what's your kind of setup like when it comes to production and, and mixing? Um, do you do most things in the box and, uh, or is there, you know, you kind of an analog synth guys, there are a few bits of outboard knocking about your studio. What's your kind of general, general setup like? Yeah. Um, I, I like to use a hybrid of, of analog and in the box in, in digital. Um, okay. I really like combining analog and, you know, to me, they, it brings the warmth and the 
you know, the, the girth, if you will, and fatness and thickness to sounds yeah, uh, yeah. When, by mixing the analog with virtual stuff together. Um, yeah, and I still run run things through analog outboard gear and process them, you know, process, process them that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, a latency issues you have to deal with whenever exiting the digital realm and running through analog equipment and then back into the digital realm, you're going to have latency. So there's always uh, you have to make up, you have to make up for the latency, <laughs> which gets a little tricky sometimes, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's, you know, it's doable. But yeah, I like to to use both realms. Okay. Okay. Possible. Are there any um, particular bits of like uh, audio gear that you find yourself going back to bonsai? Like any particular mics or uh, or monitors or plugins or you know anything that you kind of is sort of like your go to go to gear? Yeah, it really depends on the situation. Um, and for different uh, situations, and such as you brought up mics. Uh, when, if I'm recording vocals, I like to use old tube mics from the 1970s, mm. um, you know, the Telefunkins and um, things like that. Old tube mics for that warmth. Um, yeah, yeah. Same goes with uh, gear, with, with processing, I like tube EQs and tube compressors, uh, the Fairchilds and the Poltex, um, things like that. And, uh, LA-2As, LA-3As. Um, you can't beat those old tube technology uh, for that N- nice, warm, rich sound, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, I, un- I understand you also do a bit of composing uh, original music for film and TV, Bonsai. I'm just reading here some of the some of the stuff you've done, some recently written music for Adidas and CMT and Philip Morris. Tell, tell us a little bit about that side of your work. Yeah, um, I don't do a lot of that these days. Uh, I, I was years ago, um, but um, th- you know that's a different, in, uh, different market, different inter- industry in terms of advertising and uh, yeah, 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 and you know film scoring. But I find it really fun, especially scoring to picture, because like on the screen you can you can frame by frame you know, watch the images frame by frame and then really program things at the exact moment, you know, like when a, a yeah, glass yeah. breaks or a window shatters and, and you know, you can time it perfectly with the music and it's fun to do that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's, it must be, like you say, it's a completely different ball game, isn't it, to, to yeah. producing music. So I guess right. um, keeping your keeping your toe in that keeps keep things fresh, which is uh, which is cool. Uh, what what are you working on at the moment, um, Bonza? I mean, we just touched on it briefly at the the beginning of the conversation. Is there anything in the pipeline for this year? Um, any cool collaborations? Anything you're working on that you that you can tell us about? Obviously, there's maybe some stuff that you can't. But um, what uh, what can we sort of uh, look forward to from yourself? Um, yeah, there's uh, an artist that I'm working with, producing and writing with. Um, from uh, the Caribbean. Her name is Asher Otto, um, okay. up and coming new artist who's uh, extremely talented and uh, just wonderful to work with. And we've got a bunch of new songs that we're working on. Awesome. Um, what else? Uh, Joe Mercer, who is Bob Marley's grandson, Stephen Marley's oldest son. Okay. Um, Joe Mercer has got some new material coming out with some co- collaborations on that as well with the guy named Alborosi. Mm hmm. 
Uh, Rossi is actually going to drop an album very soon. Um, and this month, I believe. Um, worked on some of that. Well, so some protege stuff. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, Kabaka Pyramid's got some new material coming out that we've been working on. Um, Natalie Rice. Um, and she's got some new material that's about to be released that we've been working on. Um, what else? Uh, some new and up, up and coming stuff out of New Zealand and a guy named Jelly, a young kid named Jelly, which okay. is really cool stuff. Um, what else? Uh, stuff out of Germany, this duo out of Germany. I forget their names though. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just interesting new material about to you know because because of the past year so many artists are just you know dove into writing material like crazy so there's a lot of you know there's some great things coming out of this awful pandemic we find ourselves in and that is on, on the creative level in terms of songwriting you know yeah 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 for sure um i mean although you're kind of known as uh primarily as a, as a reggae producer um do you kind of try not to um kind of pigeon your, pigeonhole yourself in in that category you know do you try and work within a range of genres and, and kind of keep your repertoire quite open in that sense yes absolutely i sure do <clears throat> especially recently the last few months <clears throat> i've really been getting into drum and bass oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. I've I've been doing a lot of drum and bass records, remixes, then. Nothing's come out yet. Um, we're, we're in the process of uh, releasing a few things, mostly with the labels in the UK, actually. Yeah. Uh, and because, you, you know, as you know, drum and bass is huge over there. So, it is indeed. I've yeah. been really getting into that. And I, I love, I, I used to do it back in the 90s. Uh, I was programming some drum and bass stuff in those days. And I haven't done any in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Interesting happened. Interesting thing that happened is, um, I got a message, a Facebook message from someone who said, you don't know me, but I'm your brother. Oh, <laughs> I found okay. a, a long lost brother found me through a DNA test. Oh, wow. Uh, I guess my father got around. Um, and it turns out he's a DJ. He plays hardcore techno and drum and bass. I'm like, you got to be kidding. No so way. He, my newfound brother and I have been producing some really great drum and bass records lately. Amazing. Amazing, that's incredible. Yeah, uh, what what are the chances? I mean, I guess it was in your blood that uh, you was both gonna end up in music, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm. You know, I never had a father growing up. I never knew my father, um, and I thought he was deceased my whole life. I thought he had been dead since I was a child. Well, I found him. He was alive. I was forty years old, living in New York City, wow. and I I was looking for his death certificate. I wanted to know where he was buried. Where was his body buried? And I found him. He's alive all these years. And I went to visit him. And he's a musician. He's a guitar player. <laughs> my mother never told me. I never knew he was a guitar player. <laughs> wow. Wow. You can't make this up. It's, no. definitely in the, it's definitely in the blood. It's in the DNA. <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely. That is quite a story. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Having done this for, for most of your life, Bonsai, um, and worked with some some real hope high profile artists who are at the top of their game you know um producing these grammy winning records uh what kind of what would be the the sort of top bit of advice um or sort of tip tips or tricks that you would offer to <clears throat> anyone looking to to get into music or music production or or producing anyone aspiring um 
in that sense, uh, any kind of little golden nuggets of information or, or advice that that you would offer? Sure, I'd say don't do it. Run for the hills. No. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's all about the passion. You have to. I mean, it's a calling that comes from deep within, and you feel it, and you know it, and it's your passion. And it's not for people that want to work a few hours a week if you're really going to get into it and do it. For me, when I was interning all the years learning, I was in the studio 90 hours a week at least. <laughs> I didn't have a life outside of the studio, no social life at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. It was complete devotion to music and to learning uh, the process. Um, and that's what it takes. It takes a, a, a complete devotion and time consuming and you just you immerse your mind body and soul in into into music and into the production and the techniques and learning um because it's an art there's no real formulas there's no real laws so to speak mm-hmm. uh, you know it's just, it's, it's kind of like painting you know <laughs> making music is like painting it's, yeah. there's you know what i mean there's I've- and, I've heard and, that analogy before, you know, that um, it's like a, a, a palette and, you know, your plugins and your, um, you know, your, your colours on your palette, basically. Um, I've heard that, you know, analogy before about music being like, uh, about painting, like painting a picture. Yeah, no, I've, that's, um, I think it's a nice analogy, really, because it's all about creativity, isn't it? It's that same kind of same kind of thing. Yeah, it is actually on my downtime when I'm not working on music, I paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I paint abstract paintings yeah. just to have fun. It's just, it's just you know, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a solid, solid bit of advice, man. And um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's a good place to leave it. I think Bonsai, thanks so much for uh, for joining us on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you're so welcome. Um, I mean, best of luck with uh, all the projects you've got going on at the moment, and um, hopefully, you know. Things will uh, things will start picking up again soon, and uh, I mean, like you like you said, there's a lot of uh, music being written at the moment, so the the work is unlikely to dry up on the studio side. Uh, it's just a, a matter of, of of when Ice can get out and and do perform this stuff live, obviously. So um, yeah, uh, long may your long may your fortune continue. Oh, thank you so much, and best of luck to you as well. Thanks so much. Uh, Yes, we'll catch up soon, Bonsai. And um, in the meantime, take care. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye now. Cheers. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.